breaks you down Never had someone to come and make you smile You just need someone to come and show you love You just need someone to come and build you up Build you up, 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 build you up. Never had someone to come around and break you down. Never had someone to come around and show you love. Had so many come around and take away. Never had someone to come around and build you up. And What it do? Hey. Yo. Hey. <laughs> Yo. Let's get it. It's the show of the year, people. It's Educated Ignorance. It's your boy, Jay Hopper. Red Bull. Yo. And the best DJ in the world. DJ Honey B. Let's get it. Mm-hmm. We also got a special guest. She joined us last week. We on What the Health 2. We did part one. We doing two. We got that special guest. My name is El Renee. How you doing today? I'm great. How are you all this evening? You My know, if I want to. My one two step. Awesome, awesome. So yo, let's get it. So about uh, what's the health we, we have a place what the health documentary and we asked okay went to the show to talk about her uh um a regular diet eating you know pretty much whatever plan last week. So uh, Renee you got the floor. Alright, you were kinda going in and out. Is everybody else kinda getting that or is it just me? Yeah, I thought it was just me but I yeah, your phone was cutting up bad. Or her perception. I did okay, hit her so, you, um, you got the floor. So, yeah, um, last week we uh, just kind of, you know, touched on a little bit about um, my transition um, going to a plant-based diet. Um, so, again, um, I just talked about, you know, just pretty much going cold turkey um, and just completely just stop, you know, um, eating meat, cheese, um, all those things that, you know, causes, you know, the body to have inflammation and things like that. Um, So clearly, you know, I feel like if you're, you know, listening to this show, you know, you're either considering, um, you know, change, you know, making a lifestyle change, um, or you just, you know, want to be informed, but, you know, there's a reason why you're listening to this show. Um, So uh, I know we have another guest uh, that we'll be uh, talking tonight, too, that you're going to get a lot of information from. 
But, um, again, you know, um, it's, I mean, it's out there, you know, uh, everything that's going on with, you know, the things that they're doing to the food and things like that, um, it's, it's, it's really sad. And so it's just like, you know, with all the information and everything being out there, you know, why not, you know, try it, try it. And like I said before, last week, you know, a lot of people that, you know, start to, you know, change their diet and things like that, feel like, oh, well, it made me sick. No, that's your body detoxing from all the, you know, bad stuff and, you know, that's, you know, getting out of your body. So, so yeah. Yeah, I, I missed, I missed, how long was you on, on this? When did you cut meat out? Um, officially, I claim in January. So, uh, from January till now. So, what is that? What eight months? Oh, I that's dope. So, yeah, it was. It was. It was. It's been eight months. Um, and I, I said last week that, um. You know, now it's very easy for me because I've done so much research and talked to different people. But, you know, it was very, very difficult the first 90 days. I'm not going to lie. It was very difficult. You know, my energy was low, again, because my body was detoxing. Um, But after those 90 days and, you know, continuous research and learning how to, you know, make certain foods and things like that, it, I mean, it really does become a lifestyle, so I don't even crave it anymore. Like, you know, I'm completely fine without, you know, eating meat or anything. Like, I don't, I don't need it. I don't need it. And then I start, I guess I started to develop a, a certain palate to, you know, raw fruits and vegetables, you know, really, really uh, enjoying it. Right. Really enjoying the way that the the food tastes, and you know, you can start telling the difference. Uh, at least telling the difference of how the food you feel internally. You know, they talk about you know our food has always been known as you know you know speak from a culturally standpoint like soul food, but is it really soul food? No, fruits and vegetables is soul food because it's right. actually it's feeding your soul it's feeding your soul mm-hmm. you know uh alkaline foods are high frequency foods you know human beings we are we have different layers of of, of energy so we have to right. yeah wow no you know, and all the other stuff like that you know or eating meat and you know, all the other stuff, you know, you you feel sluggish, right? You feel tired after you get done eating a a, a big steak of potatoes. You feel yeah, sluggish, you, you feel right. tired, you're ready to go lay down, you got the itis. Mm-hmm. You know, Thanksgiving, you got the itis, the food is good, don't get me wrong. It's good, but you got the itis. Because those are low frequency foods. But when you're eating those fruits and vegetables, those are high-frequency foods. So that's why you have a lot of energy. That's why you feel good. That's why you feel full, but you don't feel sluggish. Right. Dang, appreciate that, Anne, for all that knowledge. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Um, Absolutely. I, I really had a good time. All right. Excellent. Can, now, Jay, what's I got, I, Huh? 
I was going to say, what's your take on it? We didn't get to hear your, your voice last week. Yeah. Yeah, I so couldn't agree with her when us. she said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree with her when she said, like, yo, after she eats, she feels more energized. Like, I, I stopped eating meat June of last year, and I stopped cold turkey. And the reason why I stopped cold turkey, it was like, yo, every all of the books that I was reading, all of them kind of started breaking down the um, why meat was so bad for you or why certain things, was, certain foods were so bad for you. So I started digging into it even more and doing more research. So once I started doing a lot of research, I was able to just stop cold turkey because I looked at it like this, right? If if say I'm making Kool Aid, right? Say I'm making Kool Aid for you and Red Bull for 20 years, right? And y'all drinking it. There's nothing wrong. Nothing. Nothing really happening overnight. You know what I mean? Eventually, the Kool Aid is going to start affecting you even more and more. But one day, y'all sitting at the table and y'all watch me make the Kool Aid for the first time, and then y'all see me take a glass of a, a cup that say poison, and I pour it in there. And you you see you see me pour the poison in there. Are you still going to drink it now that you see the poison, or are you just going to be ignorant and, and be like, you know, are you going to be ignorant and still drink it, or are you just going to be like, yo, if there's poison in there, I, I can't drink that. So that's that's how it was for me when it came to the food because of the, the things I started researching and all that. Then I started finding, like, you know, learning medical terms that, that came with it and everything else like that. Like, I'm going I'm to I'm put one out there, right? Um. They got this ammonia compound called TTX. A lot of that is found in the fish, right? So this is one reason why I had to stop eating fish because I thought fish was good too. But a lot of the fish carry like an ammonia compound called TTX, which is tetrodotoxin. So that's that's kind of like fatal. It ain't it ain't fatal enough to where it's gonna knock you down overnight, but eventually it will because at the end of the day, it's like a soft form of chemotherapy. So. A lot of them things, and, and as well as the, a lot of the produce you eat, you know, a lot of the produce you eat is almost like, you see, like a lot of a lot of meats release a high amount of, of nitrogen in your system, as well as like some of the produce, right? So what the uh, what the nitrogen does is, let me see, what the, what the nitrogen does is um, it replaces the it replaces the hydrogen atoms inside your your body, right? So. It's almost like it's hydrating, dehydrating you, but you really don't notice. So after a while, you start getting sick because of everything that's going on, or things that you're just consuming in your body. So it's it's just deeper than it's deeper than just saying like, "Yo, the meat is bad for you," but you got to understand why it's bad for you. Right. And then and then another thing too with the a lot of these animals. A lot of these animals they carry diseases that that does one or two things once you consume that the meat that you eat. They either gonna attack attack your your red blood cells or your melanocytes, right? So that's what that's another thing that makes the meat so dangerous and so poison to eat. And people don't even realize it. Hello. Y'all want me to keep? Y'all want me to keep going? <laughs> I'm listening. I'm paying attention. Oh yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's it's a lot, you know what I mean? Like, but my question is, so what makes the meat bad? Is it just bad because you say it's bad, or it's bad because of what people feed the the animals? It's not even about what people feed the animals. It's all about it's all about like your your um your your blood, you know what I mean? Like us as saying the black community, right? 
naturally your blood is supposed to be alkalinized. We, we, we're supposed to be in an alkalinized system. If you eat meat like that, that's more of an acidic system and all that. So your body doesn't recognize it, and that's the same reason why you could go to the doctor and the doctor be like, yo, you got high blood pressure because what your blood pressure is supposed to do is fight the toxins in your body. So if, if you eat a steak tonight, and then your blood pressure start boiling because it's fighting that toxin, and you turn around tomorrow and eat another steak, it's going to keep on, your blood pressure going to keep on building because it's, it got to fight extra hard to keep getting these toxins out of your body. And you're not giving it, you're not giving your, you're not giving it time to, time to fight it. So eventually after a while, your organs ain't getting the rest that it, need, that it needs. And that's when the strokes and the heart attacks and everything else, your body started attacking you and shutting down on you because it's tired of fighting all of this foreign stuff that's in your body that it, it doesn't recognize. So when you eat a salad or when you eat um, some vegetables or fruit, you, you're more energized because that's, your body can relate to it more, if that makes sense. Right. I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being more alkalinic. I mean, yeah. well, what I yeah, always that's the thing. was al- alkalinic means electricity. So if you, the more electric yeah, your body call, is, the better. That's, that's why that's why they call like fruits and salad electric food. You know what I mean? Right. Because because it, it alkalinizes your body and all that. So they they call those because foods we're like made up electric of food electrons. Right. Right. And then you know your and to go deeper, you know, like your your skin is a, a certain type of copper, and your body your, your your bones is a cathode and all that. So you get your energy. You get you get a lot of electricity from the sun. You know what I mean? The sun's supposed to energize you and all that because the sun rays is melanin condensed. So you get your energy from that as well. So that's that's like your highest form of electricity that, that you can um conduct outside of the, the food, the outline food that you're supposed to eat. So when you are... Um, okay, hey, Jay, let me ask you this. So um, with your homeboys, are they with the whole program that you're on? Or have you talked to them about it? Or how how do they feel about it? Because most men are yo, my, really resistant. Nah, my people, yo, they always they always ask me about it and things like that. But they be they be fighting it too, cause you know niggas still like the chicken wings, this, that, and the third. So right. I'm gonna I'm gonna put I'm gonna put it out there like my man my man took I don't want to put his name out there. I don't know if he wants to put that business out there like that. But my people took his son to the doctor, and his son's blood pressure was almost out the roof. Doctor gave him a prescription, so he called me because. Me and him always had these talks, and he kind of changed the way he eats. The way he eats because he saw how I eat, and he he see how I talk about it. So he changed the way he eats, but he still eat meat. But when his son was going through that, and the doctor gave him a prescription, he called me in the doctor's office like, "Yo, the doctor gave me this, that, and third. I'm like, "Yo, don't let your son take that. He don't need that, yo. All you gotta do is let him eat this, drink drink enough water, eat mangoes, whatever, because mangoes is gonna bring your blood pressure down. Blood pressure. Your blood and, and bring that pressure down." And yeah. he did that. He did that. He called me like four or five days later, like, "Yo, that joint worked." Mhm. Wow. Interesting. So you know, you know, a, a lot of my friends, they they try to be funny with it because you know they were there with me the times I was eating meat and all that. But you know, slowly but surely they they starting to see even more. Like, yo, you know, I gotta cut this out. I gotta cut that out. All right. Exactly. They gotta. They're gonna have to get hit. So with that being right. said, let me go ahead and introduce our special guest that we have on the show tonight. Um, I want to introduce a friend of mine, 
Dr. Abraham Hollis. He is a clinical pharmacist in Miami, Florida, and also a pharmacy consultant. Um, Dr. Hollis, you on the line? Yes. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Okay, good. How you doing, brother? What's up? What's up? Good evening. Peace, King. Yes. All right. So, um, Dr. Hollis, you want to go into... um, your profession a little bit and what and what do you do and what do you see on a regular basis? Um, my profession is I'm a like I'm a pharmacist. I started out as a um community pharmacist working at like the local big chain pharmacies and I did Hold on just a second. I did that for a few years, and you know, I just started noticing there's a trend in um, when I first moved. Actually, when I first moved down to Florida, I was working in like a predominantly white neighborhood, and you know, everything goes smoothly, daily, everything. And then after a while, I transferred to like a black area, and I just noticed that the the care that we give is different just because of the help that I have. I didn't have sufficient help. So that means I wasn't able to educate people about the medication I'm actually giving them. And it's almost like my time was limited. And I just felt like something has to be done about this. I mean, later on, a couple of years later, I left and I started working as a, in the hospital as a clinical pharmacist. And I've been doing that for a few years now. So now what I do is I work as an ER pharmacist or patient education. When people come in to the hospital, I tell them everything about the medications they get receiving in the hospital, in the hospital, the IV fluids and the chemo, chemotherapy and all those stuff. Sometimes I make that also. And when they're leaving, I tell them about the medication that we are giving them to go home with. And there's something else I do is I work in the emergency room. So when somebody comes in with um severe condition like stroke, like I'm right there with the whole team and still trying to come up with the correct dose or treatment plan for them. And then also um, if it's even like um, maybe respiratory failure or anything like that. So that's pretty much what I do. I see pretty much everything on a daily basis. Okay, great, uh, great. And um, after like kind of like learning about the whole um, system that I want to put in, after learning about the whole kind of like um, – medical field and everything, and I said, like, there has to be a different answer to these issues we're facing in this country. And that's when I started researching into nutrition and natural medicine and eating healthy. And that just kind of, like, opened up my eyes to, like, a whole different area of living healthy. Okay, so, great. That's pretty much it. That's what I see every day. <laughs> So it means so you turn guys, into uh, a plant question. Plant based diet? Plant based diet. Um right now is I'm still in I would say I'm still in the transition. I haven't fully crossed over, but that's working something I'm working towards. Because um if you asked me this maybe three years ago, I would laugh at you. Like I'm actually gonna be trying to be vegan. But now it's like after mm-hmm. all the studies that I've read and then also like experiences with my friends and family it's something that I know definitely I have to do. It's a must, and I'm almost there. It's a challenge. It's not easy. It's not something you could just do overnight, but now I know I'm almost there. I'm almost probably like 90, 80, 90% there, fully like just strictly plants-based diet and fruits. Now, my question 
for people that are from other countries, uh, you are from mm-hmm. Nigeria, correct? Yes. Uh, uh, why would why would you go plant based, but they're not plant based in your country? So, in this country, the it's kind of like I can't even really compare it. Like here, like if I was still in Nigeria, I don't even think I would think I don't even think that I'll be considering going plant based because it's just the food we eat is just different. Like the quality of meat and fish and everything we I mean it's just different. Your body feels different. It's not we don't have as much processed stuff. There are some imported stuff that's imported, but you know you can't really trust anything that's imported. But it's something that's local is just you see it's fresh right there. Like you want to buy beef, your cow is killed on the same day, or the goat is killed on the same day, or you buy your chicken live, you bring it home and you kill it. So everything is fresh and stuff, and you know what you're eating. But here, okay, it's like right. I noticed, I tried like I think I started out with like the hot dogs and hamburger. I started I stopped eating that in maybe 2008, like 10 years ago. That's when I was like, you know what, I can't eat this stuff anymore. This stuff's not good for me because I started reacting to it. And at the same time, so I started reading up stuff about it. So that was the first thing I called out, that this wasn't even healthy. And then now, okay. like, you know, beef, you can cut it out. Because when you buy beef in the store, I don't know how long that beef has been sitting there or when it was actually killed. And there's some processes that they have to do to make it still look appealing, like to make it look red or to keep it fresh. So it's chemicals. Then when you come home and cook that, you put all that chemicals in your body. And then we start having all these medical issues. But right. back home, that's something that we don't really see and we didn't really see as much. But recently I went back home like four weeks ago and now I noticed that that is also changing. It's becoming like how it is here. So what I just tell people now is pretty much you just have to be ready to become vegan or just cut out meat. The amount of um meat you eating. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now, how important do you think farming States? is? You said what? Farming. How do how important do you think farming is as far as us knowing how to individually um, grow our own things, produce? Oh, I think this whole problem started started from us not farming. If you think about it, is you have countries and cities. There's a lot of people that live in the cities, and then now the people that live in, in the cities is almost like you want something to eat, you got to go to the store to get it. And there's more mm-hmm. people moving into the cities. Now mm-hmm. the farmers or the people producing the food, they can't keep up with the demand, and now they have to start taking shortcuts. Growing up, coming mm-hmm. from Nigeria, I've been planning since I was a child, since I was probably like five years old. Like I've been planning stuff, like I plan everything. And I know having a knowledge of, Planning make and um, planning stuff makes things easier. Like sometimes me, my mom wanted to go to the store to buy this, but hey, she could just get it for the backyard. So there's no need for that. And that transitioned to me to my adulthood. Like I just know the importance of it. And then also when you plant something and you actually hit what you plant, it makes you even feel better. But <laughs> sometimes yeah. it's just something like when you tell somebody to like cut up a chicken or go buy chicken or like kill a chicken, this and that, or like take the feathers off. A lot of people don't even know how to do that. It's just because mm. they're depending on the system or the society to feed them, and that is uh, something that I can't really do or recommend. And I think farming is very important. You just got to start from somewhere, like just one thing at a time, 
educate yourself about it, and also you know what you put in your body. That's the most important thing. You know what you put on it. You know what fertilizer you use. You know what soil. You know what maybe you sprayed on it, and you know what risk you're taking. But when you go to the store and buy something, you have no clue what it is. It just looks appealing, and that's all you really know. Now, my question to you with the farming question, uh, since uh, I had purchased my home and they told me that, you know, we had to get all these kind of permits in order to farm and our land is not farmland, uh, would you recommend farming indoors? Um, indoors, it just depends if you have the right light and also the right soil. That's the only thing um, I could really touch on. And what I mean by the right light, the UV, and okay, let's just say you have that. But the soil, what are you really putting in your soil in the house or what are you changing, like, in the soil? And then also are you just planting something small, like you're planting maybe um, just some tomatoes or peppers and something easy, like you just pretty much change the pots and stuff. And... If it's is a greenhouse, you have a greenhouse where it's exposed to the light, and then something else also is um, once you start planning in the house, once you start planning in the house, there um, because the reason why I brought up like the soil is you have to think about when we eat. What's the whole reason why we eat? Eat is just for two reasons: is for vitamins and nutrients. So what vitamins and nutrients are in those soil that the plant is absorbing that now you put in your body? And after we could take care of that, and then that's fine. And some people don't have a choice. They have to plant inside just because of the weather. Maybe they live in a cold climate, and they have to plant inside, and that's fine also. But you just kind of have to know, like, the chemistry of the soil and put the right minerals in the soil. And um, that's one of the reasons why I used to live in um, Washington, D.C., and I couldn't stand the winners at all. It's kind of like I told myself when I was done with school and everything, I want to move somewhere warm that I could have a farm and have a, have a um, plant my own stuff and grow my own stuff. And as soon as I took my board exam, I didn't even wait to get my results. I was on the way down to Florida. <laughs> wow. Mm. wow. Can you tell us what do you have in your backyard? Um. In my backyard, I have um, papaya tree. Let me see. I have papaya tree, pineapple, sour sap, avocado, sugar cane, moringa, mango. I have a lot of vegetables like the tomatoes, peppers, the different type of peppers. And what else do I have? I gotta look outside. I have um yeah I have star fruit, star fruit. I planted some potatoes. I have some yams growing. And I have guava, and what is that? I have a cashew tree, but that hasn't started bearing yet. Mm. Wow. Yeah, wow. I have the coconut tree also. It hasn't started bearing yet. I have two coconut trees. Wow. But now, the only fruit that I possible? eat come out from my yard. I don't buy fruits from the store. But that's just my own preference. Yeah. And, um, yeah, banana trees also. I have a bunch of banana trees. They just they come out like every month, every two months. I got a bunch of banana trees. Okay. Um, wow. do so you these, said just do start these, small, start with one thing. And then go you say what? 
No, I was just re- reiterating what you said with how someone would like to st- start a farm, you, Sarah, just to start small, start with one thing, and then just grow from there. Yeah, like when I first moved down here, the first thing I planted was the moringa tree. And then from okay. there, it was um, maybe I started just, okay, you buy tomato or the seeds, or like when I traveled, like the seeds, uh, non-GMO, you just plant them. You use it, you save the seeds, and you plant it. And I just started from there. Okay, I bought some um, uh, pineapple. I don't throw the head away, twist it, take it up, soak, put in water for maybe three, four weeks. When the roots come out, put it in the soil. It starts growing. So I just started mm-hmm. doing that. You know, I bought a, um, I bought sugarcane from like a local farmer that lives like maybe 45 minutes from me. Brought it here, planted it, ate some of it, planted some of it, it started growing. Bought some papaya, uh, papaya also. The seeds, save it. I eat some of the seeds because actually I cleanse your intestine and everything out. Some of them I plant in the pot, and after they start growing, I put them outside. So now they just bear year-round. So I never uh, run out of let me ask you this. How damaging mm-hmm. would you say that fluoride is to, to the body? Fluoride. Um, honestly, I don't even know where fluoride came from. Like, um, there's, I mean, it says it helps good for the teeth and all the stuff, but you have to, I mean, I, I, one thing I do is I have a nonprofit organization also. It's called Optimal Health. And what I try to do, I try to educate people. And the first thing I try to do is I try to tell people, before you put something in your body, you have to really know and read about it, where it comes from. So something about fluoride is where, did, where do you know that it first used fluoride in history? What? And it's, something uh, that always comes up is, is in World War Two, right? Oh, you were going to say mm-hmm. something? No, no, I'm, I'm listening. Cause I, yeah, I'm no, all, no, no, I'm in like World War Two, and you have to wonder why it was used then. But then now there's a claim that, okay, if you don't have fluoride in your water, you're, you have 2DK, you have all this stuff. But then when you look at other third world countries, we don't have nothing called fluoride, but we have strong teeth. We don't have no gum disease or teeth disease or anything like that. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly. So, so like, oh, like way back then, you know, fluorine basically is the derivative of fluoride. Fluorine was used mm-hmm. in nature for nothing, for nothing but poison. You know what I mean? So they, they, yeah. they put it around the poison yeah. thing. So now fluorine Sometimes is it was used to, like, poison the brain. So fluorine is basically, like, when they process the meat and all that, they, they inject a lot of fluorine into that, and, it, and it's supposed mm-hmm. to kind of, um, it can sit on the shelves longer. And then we consume yeah. that. I mean, well, the people that eat meat is consuming that same fluorine. And that's also the same thing, like, it's like a weak form of chemotherapy because it, it does the same thing. So eventually... Uh, eventually with time, you know, your hair start thinning and out and all types of things. So the same thing that chemotherapy does for you is, mm-hmm. is the same thing that the meats do in a slower process. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, with, the, um, with the fluorine, it's, um, it's a lot like with us, like Africans or like um, African descent or black people is the effect it has on us, I feel like it's even more severe than that. Right. So with a whole, like, spiritual side or spiritual awakening and all the stuff, I think it has something to do with that also. Mm-hmm. But when you kind of do the research and look into it, you just kind of find out that there is something else, a part of our brain that we have 
that it kind of decalcifies and stuff, or calcifies. And, and it's also a reason so it, why. It, it, it almost kind of like keep our abilities at bay. Right, and then fluorine is almost like when your body's filled with fluorine, people wonder why they, they, they fat and they can't lose that weight because they, they body's filled with this fluorine and things of that nature. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so when you see, like, when you, when I, you see stop, people, I actually stopped, I actually stopped using, um, what do you call it, tooth, I mean, personally, I stopped using, like, the toothpaste you buy from the store. Like, I just yeah, I had to, I had to start making my own toothpaste. I had to start making my exactly. own toothpaste. It's then, really and then easy. Anybody could do it. Yeah. Right. My teeth started yeah. getting better, and then, then that's when I started yes. researching And it feels more better, better, too. It actually feels more squeaky. <laughs> After you brush, it feels squeaky and stuff. You know, your teeth is clean. It looks whiter. Right. Yeah, I take a soda, and I'm cool. That's yeah. all you need. Yep. You don't need all that soap yeah. and bubbles all in your mouth and shit. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Dr. Hollis, if once, if once, if somebody was just having a, you know, eat, eating regular diet, really didn't, you know, care about what they put in their body, where, where's the first thing they should start? They want to, they say they want to start, but they just don't know what to do first. What would be your advice to them? Um, I mean, my advice would be like, first of all, try to know what you put in your body. I think once you start reading and seeing what's in some of these foods, it will start changing your mind about what you put in your body. So okay. the whole thing is educating yourself. Just try to educate yourself about what's out there and what you put in your body. And second of all, take it one step at a time. Like you see something you don't like, what do you think you can do? Stop right away. For me, like I said, it was the processed meat. It was like the hot dogs and hamburger and stuff. Like that, I could just easily call out like, you know what? I don't have to use this. I can substitute for something. I can eat something else instead of this. And then other, other thing is also maybe find like a healthier substitution, uh, substitution and just substitute with something else that's maybe a little bit healthier. And from there, mm-hmm. while you keep reading and keep um, educating yourself, you're going, to become, you're going to start becoming more conscious about what you put in your body. And by the time you know mm-hmm. it, the bad in your body is just going to keep dropping off one at, one at a time, one at a time, and you won't even miss anything. But uh, some people are so strong-minded, they could just cut everything off. Cold talk you like, oh, no, this stuff scares me so much, I don't want to do it anymore. And other people, mm-hmm. it's more like they have to take it in moderation. And that's what I really recommend. You just got to take it in moderation. But it's, the most important thing is know why you don't want to eat it anymore, not just by somebody telling you, like, don't eat this, this is bad for you, this and that. Also, just pick up the computer or something, read up on it with some research about it, and just know, like, you know what, I don't think this is good for me. Because at some point in your life, you're going to pay the price for what you put in your body. Give it mm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, because the meat, the meat, basically with the acid in the meat, it, it, it attacks you in so many different ways. Like, you know, the acid almost reacts like a leech, and it, it sucks that calcium from your bone as much as possible. And what the acid also does is you got your um, your parathyroid, thyroid, and your thymus, right? And those are those are things that kind of create the hormones in your body, and then it it, it um helps create more alkaline alkaline in your body. So the acid also attacks those. So when you go like a lot of females too, so when they go to the the doctor because they having these uh thyroid problems, first thing the doctor does is he want to take them thyroids out instead of telling you like yo if you uh. eat any kind of sea, if you eat any kind of sea vegetable that the sea vegetables it it it'll build that up instead of you going through surgery and them taking that out. You know what I mean? Because then once, yeah. they, once, once they take that out, 
is no more your body kind of creating its own hormones and its own alkaline, so it's like you, you're almost unsafe on the inside. Yeah, I mean, the uh, problem with deep. the meat is so is so deep that pretty much you got to think deep. about it touches every organ because it's a pro-inflammatory um, process you start in. So because of the, with all the chemicals and is that's in it, it causes inflammation, and all diseases just start with the inflammation. That's how they pretty much start. You have your body is um, overly inflamed, and everything just starts from there. You won't talk about high blood pressure, diabetes, arthritis, everything. A cancer, it starts from that. And um, that will be probably one of the one uh, first things. I'll be like, you know what? you got to really look at the sauce and just cut it out. You know, you just start all reduce it. Moderation till you don't need it anymore. Mhm. Right. I I definitely agree with that. Well, with the whole thing, like the reason why in the beginning I said like the meat I eat in Africa is different from here. You got to think about what they feeding the cow or the goat also. Like here right. is more hormone based foods. Like they've given them hormones to grow them so fast. The chicken inject, injecting them with hormones, and in 40 days or 30 days from the day they hatched, they're ready to be on the plate. When I was growing chickens growing up, you had to wait like eight months. So comparing 40 days or 30 days to eight months, that's a big difference. And once you start eating that, all those hormones transfer to you, and it causes a lot of inflammation. And then the other thing also is um. Like, you want to talk about what they're feeding it. You could think about, like, the most of cows, most of their feed is made from corn. And most of the corn right now is GMO'd. And it's like a natural <laughs> pesticide that's in the corn. When the cow eats the corn, it's a natural pesticide. It kills pretty much. The pesticide kills all the good bacteria in the gut, like our gut and stuff. And our immune system, our health really starts from our gut. So when all that is dead, we have more chances of building or developing all these diseases. And and that's why it's just kind of like the meat here and there may be a little bit different, but right now it's getting to that state also because if you think from the point of a farmer, your whole goal is maybe to make profit at the end of the day. But when someone is producing something at a cheaper rate, I mean, cheaper cost, and then also bring it to your country, sometimes you're just under pressure and you want to be able to produce it also. And that's the same thing that's going on now. Everybody just produces everything so fast and so cheap that it's not what's healthier for us. And if you ask a regular farmer maybe here that do all this stuff, they may not even eat their own stuff. They may not eat their own chicken. They may not eat their own cow because they right. know what's going in it. But once we start educating ourselves about, about growing our own stuff, then we could start turning this tide. Going our home mm-hmm. food yeah. is like you more aware of what you actually put in your body. Right. That's like a it's like a drug dealer. A drug dealer tell you he got the best drugs on the street, but he's giving it to everybody else, but he's not taking it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way. And of another at it. another thing another thing you got to be conscious about with the meat as well is. You got just like you got a uh, you got the male female I mean you got the female cow and, and you got the what is it the male is a bull whatever so a lot of you can eat a female cow as a man and and you can endure a lot of them at that estrogen that comes with the female cow 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just the college is not, the dairy, whole dairy situation is just not a good look at all. That's what I hear. I feel like yeah. poison. Huh? They, say, they, they say drinking milk is worse than eating pork. Mm. Drinking milk is um, drinking milk is bad because a lot of the milk is produced from hormones like the hormones like the, the hormones they inject into the cows to produce the milk in the first place. And sometimes with those, um, I know they have videos on internet or some farms and stuff where like how they milk the cows and it's just so disgusting. Like some of them just have abscess of infection and pus and all this stuff, and it's mm. all in the milk. I stopped drinking milk maybe what year, 2006. Like, I just had to cut out milk. Um, so I used to drink milk. When I first moved here, I moved here in um, 1997, and I used to drink milk every day. And I mean, I would go to the store and buy an Afghan of milk and drink it. And as I said, I have this stomach pain, and they said, I'm, I'm becoming lactose intolerant. Lactose intolerant, what is lactose intolerant? And like, what is that? I've never heard of that before. But just like my body was reacting to everything else that's in the milk. And, you know, like 2006, I mean, 2006, it wasn't bad at all. I could still drink milk. You know, I could still eat cereal and other stuff. And even I would still do once in a while. But I just started researching on it. And I was like, man, this stuff is just way nasty. Like, you know, it's not worth it. And then if you ask yourself a question, why do you drink milk? And that's an honest question. Like, why do you drink milk? You don't see any other Benefit. grown species of anything else on this planet that drinks milk. Anybody ask yourself as humans, why do we really need milk? Like, what do you need from the milk? Is there a substitute that you could use instead of drinking the milk? And that's what you just have to ask yourself. Like, now and I have two boys. After wow, um, my wife stopped breastfeeding. Oh, sorry, what? Milk does the body good. Uh, milk's good for growing bones. You know, they sell us a lot of stuff here in the States with these commercials and stuff like that, and they brainwash But that milk, so. yeah, that milk that milk don't help your, it damage your bones more than help it. And they, even when you look at the FDA regulation, they said that the milk is allowed to have a certain amount of blood in it. The milk is allowed to have a certain amount of pus in it. So it's like for every ounce of blood and pus in it, they got to put like a certain chemical in it. So it's like it's not coming straight from the cow. It's going through there and they put in the chemical, which is some type of poison. No, wow. I wasn't really aware of that, but I just know that for anybody thinking about drinking milk or that drink milk, it's easy. Just research about the milk industry and just look at it and then decide afterwards, do you really want to put that in your body? And like you say, obviously calcium and other. Yeah, have some calcium in it, but... It's not, with, I mean, is it what the risk? That's what you got to think. And like I said, the most two highest countries that drink milk, they have the lowest, they have the lowest um, levels of vitamin D. And then on top of that, they have the highest levels of osteoporosis cases. And when you look at vitamin D, like um, this actually occurred personal, me natural, um, personally, probably like, Five years ago, I went and got my labs, and they told me my vitamin D level was so low. I'm like, I'm always in the sun. Why is my vitamin D level low? Oh, this was, I'll try it. it was longer than that. It was probably like 10 years ago when I did this test. My vitamin D level was, why is my vitamin D level low? I didn't know the answer then. But everyone, almost everyone that's diagnosed with cancer today, their vitamin D level is always low. 
So we have to start mm. putting kind of like connect negative together. Why is that? Why is it almost everyone that's diagnosed with some form of cancer, the bad mid level is low? Or what's causing the bad mid level to always be low? Right. You know? And then when you think about it, they love kids now, they drink cereal. I mean, they eat cereal in the morning. What do you need milk for that? Some people, they eat cookies, they use milk. So we are actually consuming a lot of milk in this country. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you recommend and for children? Because a lot of kids children, drink milk. So what do you recommend for them it, for the diet? Yeah. It, depends, it depends on the age. It really depends on the age. I always recommend, like, breastfed breast milk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the beginning. Okay. And for after sure. that, like, if someone really needs to drink milk, like I said, you just have to... But what really, if, what if, if you really need to drink milk, the only milk I could really recommend is maybe goat milk. And um, there are other Why forms that? of milk. But don't, what? Huh? You said what? Why is that? That's, that's still an animal. Like I said, I don't recommend any milk other than the mother's milk. But if I had to recommend one, like, okay, I just have to pick one. I only pick goat milk because, okay, it has more calcium than cow milk, than the alternative. It has more vitamins. It has less sugar and it has 134% or about 135% more potassium. That's the only reason why. And then what other milks are there, like almond milk and soy milk and rice milk? I mean, rice milk, I could almost recommend that also. But at the same time, there's so much that I don't know about the plant-based milk or the seed-based milk because I'm not the one that got the plant and then blended it and then juiced it or got the milk out. And at the same time, I don't know right. how you grew it. So I don't know what chemicals you sprayed on it to preserve it so bugs don't get on there before you start milking it or you start juicing it. So that's why I really can't recommend that. And then when I, I used to drink almond milk, I started, um, when I stopped drinking cow milk, I started drinking almond milk. Then I was just like, man, this almond milk is so cheap. How many almonds are actually in this world for them to get a half gallon for only like $3? You know, so it didn't really make sense to me. Like, is that even really possible? And I was like, you know what? I really don't need milk. I just cut it all out. Because mm-hmm. I just yeah, really trust I, I the wanna, stuff. I, how many almonds does you, do you think it takes to, to to make some almond milk? Like, where where are all these almonds at? That is like, Where are the almonds? It like, even buy almonds in the store, they're so expensive. Like was... But do you know how many almonds you need to make a cup of milk? Mm-hmm. But the almonds are so expensive. When you just want to buy the almond nuts, they're so expensive. They are. So that's the reason why, like, I would recommend goat milk over any milk, but that's if you have no choice. You really, really, really want to drink milk. Damn, I ain't never looked at it like that, milk. but it's so true. That's yeah. so true. Like, how many almonds do you think it takes? But where where are the almond farms at and all that type of stuff? Like, I mean, all <laughs> how many trees? Where do they plant all the trees at? <laughs> right. And then to get the nuts and stuff and then plant. And then all the process it has to take to actually get a seed, almond seed out. I used to eat almonds when I was young. You used to have to climb the tree, get the almond, and eat it, and then break the shell open to get the seed. And then to now tell me I have a cup of almond milk, and it only costs, I know, not even a cup, half a gallon. It only costs mm. $3. It just don't make no sense to me. Mm. Wow. wow yeah. And that's just why. So there's no way it could, it could be 100% almond milk. So whatever it is, I can't recommend it. It's just that simple. <laughs> now, now, as far as supplements, what do you, what do you recommend for people to take as, uh, as far as supplements on a daily basis? On a daily basis, I mean, it depends. Everybody's condition is different, so it depends on um, what you're looking for. If you're just looking for vitamins, 
or are you looking for um just to maintain health, just uh, like the average fifty thirty to fifty year old looking to maintain their health. Oh, like you say, average of fifty to sixty year old. Well, like thirty. Oh, just the average young adult. Yeah. Average young adult. First thing I recommend is maybe fish oil. Fish oil is pretty good. Um, it's a it's a anti-inflammatory like omega three. When you look okay. at fish oil, just focus on like pretty much the omega three. There's some that have the omega six or nine. The nine you want to stay away from. The omega six we get some of that from the foods we eat now or the oils and stuff. That's you not know, maybe not so good, but maybe okay. But the omega three is the one we don't get enough in the regular American based diet. So just focus on the omega three. And then also when you take fish oil, you have to really research the company that's making it. And um, something else also is when you see the milligrams, it says a thousand milligrams of fish oil. That doesn't really mean the component of the omega three is a thousand milligrams. I think it's the, the DHA. You have to really focus on how many milligrams of DHA is in there because they count the milligrams of all the inactive ingredients and the the, um, the weight of the capsule, like the shell and all that stuff. They count it and. They count all that. So some people just, you know, you have to really look at the fine print in the back of the bottle and see. Like I said, also when you take supplements, you really want to look at the source you're really getting from, like the company. You have to really research it. And another supplement is um, if you have to take vitamins, I recommend, like, um, Moringa. 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 I take that every day. As your vitamin because that's just a... All in one, it has pretty much all the vitamins in it. And for men also, <laughs> like if you get the dry form, it has selenium. And selenium is not to you know, protect against like um, um, colon cancer and all that. But moringa has pretty much all the vitamins in it. It's a super plant, and it's natural. Your body is um, your body is um, your body recognizes anything natural over something that is um chemically produced or produced in the lab. Right. So it's taken up easily. Right. Yo, to add on to that, too, they got uh, black mm-hmm. seed oil you could take, and then they got this other super herb. It's called Havataki, and it's like, it's almost like a, a natural uh, steroid, but it's still got a lot of vitamins and nutrients in it, and it's, it's, oh, it's yeah. natural. Mm-hmm. It's called Havataki. Yeah, it's it like H-A-R-A-T-A-K-I. For the people that want to look it up. Oh yeah, um, that's that's pretty good too. Pretty much anything natural, or you know the source of it, or the way they even plant the stuff, and that's why I always stress that out. Just because, um, or even some people drink tea. I'm drinking this tea and I'm drinking that tea, and it's kind of like, do you plant that tea or you buy it in the store? There's a big difference in stuff. Mm-hmm. So anything that's natural is good if you're taking. Um, calcium or magnesium or whatever you're taking, you just have to know what sources come from. And the reason I'm stressed about the tea or whatever plant is sometimes if you have like a few, like a one acre or two acres, you're planting a tea, you've got to protect it against bugs and everything. So you're going to have to spray it with some type of pesticide. And then when do you spray it or how long does it, is the washout period and stuff or when you harvest it? So do you the farmers you somebody, your, you know, uh, they don't really uh, huh? Do you spray your phone? No. Your plant? I don't spray anything. No. 
whenever I already have, I I check all my leaves regularly. I may have like some caterpillars and this and that. I just take them off. But apart from uh, that, the way I plant is I take care of the surrounding of the roots, and I always check them out. Like I have some um, palm, um, some papaya tree that the leaves wasn't doing so good. I just cut the whole tree down. I have another six trees anyways. I didn't hmm. wait till you know everything had like um what do you call it? It had some white bugs on it, uh, white flies. So I didn't wait till everything had white flies. I just cut it down, throw it away. The rest of them are doing good and stuff. So I really don't spray right. anything. Off season, I fertilize with like um iron or magnesium. You know, I put that in the soil, so they're really healthy. Wow. Well, I okay. don't spray, I don't spray I don't spray them with anything. Wow. Okay. So I want to get back to, uh, we were talking about fish oil earlier. So yeah. a lot of people believe that, um, well, a lot of people are just saying that they're pescatarian and they're only consuming fish. Uh, how do you think that is um, an okay? Like just only fish? Mm-hmm. Like, as like far as no meat, just diet, fish? Yeah. yeah, do you think? How do you feel about the fish here in the the, the United States consuming fish? Um, now I eat, I mean I eat fish once in a while. I go fishing like uh, maybe some red tail, yellow tail, snapper. Like I eat fish, but um, some I know some people here they don't like eating like lake fish or river fish, like or maybe catfish. They don't like eating that. Okay, I really don't understand why, but they feel like they're more dirty. But the other thing about fish is I feel like the larger the size of the fish, the more risk you're taking because um, it could be ocean fish. Like if you think about you eating tuna or you eating salmon, it's ocean caught fish is better than farm-raised fish because farm-raised fish, they just feed them crap. The ocean mm-hmm. ones are better, but then recently we don't really know what's in the water with the um, the nuclear plant that um that exploded in Japan like maybe like a few years ago. Now some mm-hmm. parts of the ocean is actually polluted with like radiation. And some of those fish uh they have high levels of radiation on them. So wow. you could be consuming that, but that's what you have to keep in mind also. It's like the larger the fish because you know the larger ones they eat the smaller ones and they just accumulate all those toxins. So if it's coming from the ocean that I mean it Fish is naturally healthier for you, but at the same time, it's just because of all the pollution. We have you have to really think about that too. And um, like I said, I do eat fish. I'll eat fish over meat, but I just go for like the smaller ones, like maybe the snappers, the yellow tail. I don't eat tilapia. You know, just a yellow tail, the red, uh, just the regular snappers, just the small ones. Okay. Awesome. Um, all right. Is there anything else you want us to know, Dr. Hollis? And also, have? and then also, like, um, what do you call it? Like, fish, they contain, um, they contain high levels of omega-3, which is a good um, anti-inflammatory. And, um, you know, that helps with pretty much keeping you healthy. And if you look at kind of like other cultures, um, they eat a lot of um a lot of fish, like if you look at Asia, they may eat rice every day, but they don't really eat 
they don't believe in the same thing we hear who we hear in this country like oh rice does this, rice is this, rice is that. And they mm-hmm. eat fish and they live for a long time. And also something about rice also is um has uh, anybody really wondered like when you take or like when you take a cup of rice, you put it down, there's no ants that go to the to the end of the rice or bugs in the rice. You never find bugs in rice. There's a reason for that. Why? Because that rice is full of pesticides. So when you cook it oh, and you shit. eat it, you will try putting all that in your body uh-huh. also. You know, it's just something I thought about. Like, you know what? I'm like, I bought some beans or I bought some, like I went to the African store and bought some um, fufu. And it was like, there was like uh-huh. bugs all over in a few days and stuff. But the rice was still fine. There's nothing in it. And I just had to look it up and stuff. It actually contains, a lot of it contains arsenic. And, you know, that's a major carcinogen. Right. Uh, uh, I didn't even think so of that. Otherwise, it's just kind of looking to like how you could remove that. If you want to eat rice, it's like, is that for me? I don't eat rice. I I'm going to eat it. I don't even want to eat rice. I still eat rice at home, boil it, and after it's boiling, I change the water. So even if you rinse the rice, yeah. it's still um, before you cook you it? You rinse it. No, I don't rinse it before I cook it. I cook it first. While it's boiling, I change that water. I change the water out. And when I change okay. the water out, that's when I now add the salt to it. And also the other thing also is the only salt I use is the Himalayan pink salt. That's the only salt mm-hmm. I use mm-hmm. because that has okay. a lot of minerals in it, and it's more healthier for you. Sure. Yeah, you can get that Himalayan. That good old Himalayan. <laughs> right. Exactly. Himalayan <laughs> pink salt. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, Dr. Hollis, well, that brings yeah. us to our hour. Um, so oh. we definitely appreciate you giving us all this knowledge. Um, we love it. Okay, good. Thank you yeah. for having me on here. No problem, for sure. man. Hey, we'll definitely, one, um, for sure. Whatever you are got going on in Miami, we'll definitely support it. We'll shout it out here on the show um, whenever you're doing any community events or anything like that. So, you know, we'll definitely hey, Oh, yeah, if you, even if you got – even if you got the chicks on the yacht, we're coming out there. Okay? <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. I'm always doing community events down here. I have a website. It's um we are ohc dot org. So we w e a r e o h c dot o r g. So it's just okay. something just trying to educate the community, the elderly population, and just trying to just keep them healthy as long as we can. And that's just the most important thing to me because of my own personal story and everything. But that's pretty much sure. it. Just trying okay. to make a difference. And if you go ahead, go ahead and text me that uh, website so we can make sure we blast it on our Facebook and stuff. Okay. Okay. Thank you. All right. No problem. All right. That is Thank our you. time, everyone. Thank you, Dr. Hollis, uh, Jay. Thanks, for everybody, Red for listening. Bull. Yes, sir. Yeah, we just trying to, we just yeah, trying to give trying y'all knowledge. We're trying to educate our people, man. That's all we're trying to do. We're trying to get oh, living yeah. healthy oh, yeah. lives, you know what I'm saying? That's what we're trying yeah. to do. Yeah. You see what we're doing, educated exactly. ignorance, man. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So this is the platform we use to definitely get the knowledge out. So make sure you tune in every Wednesday at 9 o'clock. And if you want to go back and listen to past episodes, you can definitely do this. This episode will be recorded and will be on the blog talk radio forward slash educated ignorance page. You can go back and listen to get more information or if you miss something. Um, yeah, so that's it. Thanks for listening. Thanks yes, for sir. tuning in. And uh, we'll see you next Wednesday. week. Happy Wednesday at 9. Yes, sir. <laughs>
to the people. Quiet as a cap, they ain't even his business. She sends his Franklin's into Mars with a friend. Material girl living in a material world. But it's alright, cause it's Saturday night. So Mr. Funk Master, pump the BGs. And all you college students playing Ouija's. Check the spelling R-E-F-U-G-E. E get the CD from Sam Goody. He, you ain't even close with the rhymes that you wrote. Don't be mad cause you broke. Let me clear my throat. Uh-huh, uh-huh. John Forte, grab the mic boom, sway this way. Just a rhymer, you still a small timer. Hoping that the game treat that ass a little kinda. Every step tangoed, yo beef don't concern me. I'm eating mangoes in Trinidad with attorneys. Yeah. My goose slang flow worldwide like a current. Went to every spot where nobody got insurance. Rubber do the math, you ain't half the exotic. My man's claim true, you forget about it. Hope ho just a new stance, like my influence. Well recognized, you alive trying to do it. Got you, told your lady, oops, we nuts, baby. Moving charismatic, automatic, you gon' save me. God bless the dead as my son survive. We I just teach you, baby, and stay alive and laugh. Be careful, baby. Don't go say, Yeah, watch your lady. Watch your lady. Yeah. Yes, you're around, baby. Yeah. yeah. You got more than a dollar in your pocket right now. Yeah, hands, yeah. Right? Well, you can't tell by the way I roll. Shorty, that I'm a ladies man, a businessman. Condo down the shore, multi-million pension plan. Uh-huh. But it ain't in my plan to make moves without the fan. No, can't do it intact. Your quest, do the track. Do the Jump, track. play the Mac yeah. while I pay the tax. Business as usual, watching suspects. Still, my assets get cut with she lets We build this concept, connect like nine X. Right. Drinks at the bar, my American Express. You are cook up, y'all. cook up the copper, pull up, pull up. Then my cup up, cup up, you, who's calling bluff? Now you shook up, shook up, cause you lock up, lock up Man, I love up, love up, you, who's calling bluff? Hey yo, John is chillin', dirty cat dealin' One more guy, say, we livin', that's what we got, we got it good Is that you understood? We, 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 Live at the carnival, 9-7, till infinity, high Refugee All-Star. Oh. 